The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up, I don't know, and my team is there, I would take the over on fumbles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Go do it. Are you? Did you do it? Come on. And use code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, look at us. We're not going to talk about a Broncos loss today, hopefully. Uh, I don't know. You're listening to the That's Good Broncos podcast. Special guest today, John Hamm's best friend, Dave Damashek, joins us for an episode where we'll probably talk a little Steelers football, a little Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. Actually, let's just start this off. Russell Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, who you taking? I mean, I, I, you know, it's a pleasure to see you, or at least I thought it was going to be a pleasurable experience. And then I walk through the door, and the first thing you slap across my face is Flo from Progressive's best friend. We're not friends anymore. That Hollywood phony. <laughs> those, those two, those, those two showbiz front runners. They, they, they left Damashek uh, at the curb like so much trash, and or or Russell Wilson. Whichever we, we have, we have something it. for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Salt in the wound. Look at him. I can't stay mad at him. He's a handsome devil. The only just, problem with him is he's so handsome is yeah. the only thing he can do is start flapping his gums. That's the only thing they, it, that's what gets him in trouble. Can't, can't argue with the looks though. No, you can't. Ruggedly yeah. handsome. I have a question for you yes. um, about him and we'll get into it a little bit more, but right off the bat, obviously, John Hamm could never do what you do for a living. We know that. What's that? What, what is it I do? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is. I just make sure that I do what, what everybody does. I just prefer there be a microphone there because yeah. I'm vain. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, do you think you could play Don Draper in a reboot of Mad Men? I mean, I think deep down that, you know. I've speculated there are a number of hypotheses floating around in yeah. society, specifically on the internet. Why did John Hamm go after Dave Damashek? Yeah. And one of the more prominent theories out there, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to share it with you is that he resented his whole thing. His whole showbiz thing is, is predicated on like, Oh, look how handsome I am. And then he, you know, he, fantasy football draft and he has to look a couple feet away Damashek <laughs> makes makes John Hamm at best the second most handsome guy in the league. Can't right. have that, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, uh, to answer your question, yes, the thing that I do commend Ham for is, and I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. I rate him as one of the three coolest smokers in TV or movie history. 
Like, I mean, who, yeah. who, who does it? Like some people look ridiculous. Like they, like they look like they're smoking a joint kind of. And like, have you ever mm-hmm. smoked a cigarette before? And some people like it gets in their eyes and they get all wincy. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to burn a nail. Yeah. You think those, those are real darts on set. Oh yeah. I, I, I should think so. I've not confirmed that though with him, but I, I my, my hunch is that they are sure. Why? Why would why would show business require? It's like you always hear yeah. about sitcoms like Cheers. Those weren't real beers. Don't, well, I, I guess it would be weird if they were real beers and Norm is endlessly drinking them on set. But, <laughs> you know, it was like they were warm and like when they would eat something, it wasn't actually, you know, that's not it. And like that doesn't sound like that would be any better under the hot lights than what the food was supposed to be. But um I don't think that there would be some upside to having them be fake cigarettes, right? Yeah, well, no. I mean, there's the they do use like those fake cigarettes. I forget what they put in them. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's like something that's supposedly not harmful, but uh, they definitely use those. I think they have to use those now. Really? Uh, but I don't know when that switched over. But in terms, I of wish cool- I could. I wish I could ask Ham, but he's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like the first person that comes to mind would be like uh, James Gandolfini smoking cigars. Looked always looked cool. He pulled it off, but like a cigarette. I'm trying to think of great cigarette smokers. I liked. I liked. There was something so desperate about the need to have a. You know, they're about to put him to death, Sean Penn in Dead Man Walking, and the the nun would come to see him and everything. Like he's like, I. You know what? I'm in the the final moments of my limited time here on the big blue marble, but first order of business. I got to have a nail while the cuffs are on. <laughs> there was something about it. It was like, man, cigarettes must be good. They're really yeah, delicious. They're, they're like first, that to rise above true. all your other yeah. concerns, you got to have that nail. A, a great sign. Like if you ever see a scene with like trembling hands, reaching for a <laughs> cigarette and fumbling and immediately <laughs> putting it in your mouth and then calming down, Usually you're watching a good movie. That's a great point. You know what? Yeah. A great universal observation. That is true. And that's one of those things that you see in movies that probably has not happened very often in the real world. But like no. somebody's like, no, definitely not. I'm going to do something that I'm not comfortable and I probably shouldn't do based on who I'm saying it to, yeah. but I'm nervous to say it. But they, they their hand is is visibly shaking as they do (laughs) maybe just don't smoke the cigarette you won't look so pathetic yeah oh or after like a near-death experience those cigarettes (laughs) oh yeah those are some of the best from what i've from what i've seen in tv and movies that's the only way to calm down do you think russell wilson has ever smoked a cigarette not a chance not i don't think he's i I don't think he's ever ever smelled cigarette smoke in his life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you guys surprised do you feel like you've gotten somehow a bad uh bill of goods or something that i because i said by the way you know because <laughs> like jerry orbach says at the end of dirty dancing when i'm wrong i say i'm wrong and so yeah. i'm willing to admit i said people are gonna look silly i said this in july-ish or whatever that 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 they're like we do we know Russell Wilson's still good and I was like what are we talking about he's a 34 year old man he says he's not he's not Peyton Manning in his last year in Denver yeah. I mean, what are we the, the, of course two years from now we will look back and regard 
those comments made in public spaces about Russell Wilson being cooked. And we will laugh and mock them because it will be certain that he is on his way to Canton for a gold jacket at some point. Now I'm wrong. And do you, the thing that stands out to me more than anything else is I can't recall outside of like some felonious sort. I, I mean, all his Seahawks teammates just didn't like him. Like everybody hates the guy and loves making fun and they love seeing him fall. And the, the old guys from the Legion of Boom love getting on each other's yeah. podcasts or otherwise and having a laugh at Russ's expense. He gave him a Lombardi trophy and they, they couldn't be more delighted about this. Do you feel yeah. like, well, you're going to let us know that he was this big a creep. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. go for a decade, I guess. It's, yeah, right. I guess it's like, well, he's a means to an end for us. But like they really kept that one pretty quiet. I mean, he had some rumblings that Russ wasn't maybe the most popular guy. Golden Tate, the and Golden Tate maybe the Legion his, of Boom had yeah. a chip on his shoulder because uh, Legion because Russ was getting too much credit or something like that's garden variety kind of stuff. Yeah, the Legion yeah. of Boom. Like, he sucks. We told you. They never yeah. got any credit. That's what we know about the Legion of Boom. No one ever yeah. Not the the thing that was, I mean, yeah, him playing as poorly as he's played on top of, you know, the head coach not looking great. Like those were those are two big surprises. And I talked a lot of shit this offseason about the Seahawks being <laughs> stupid, going with an old coach over your Hall of Fa- future Hall of Fame QB. But like the Golden Tate thing, like because Will and I just did like a it's cool to hate Russell Wilson now video. And we cut this part because I was researching the golden Tate thing again. And I think what was weird about that is there was like a rumor that Russ had an affair with, or no, uh, golden Tate slept with Russ's ex-wife. Right. And what stood out to me when I read through that again is golden Tate, after it kind of got sorted that it wasn't true. His issue was that Russell Wilson didn't come out and say that it wasn't true. Like it was just this rumor, Golden Tate defending himself and Russell Wilson said nothing about it. Now, like I think maybe that kind of hits the point that uh, Russ isn't as connected with his teammates that he should be and maybe like a better teammate and friend because they were friends. Like their their wives and girlfriend were friends and that's why the rumor started. Uh, now maybe Russ doesn't, come out and say anything because it was true i don't know but like i think that's just lay adds to the layer of like who is russ behind the scenes we don't really know uh but yeah he's not a guy he's not a regular guy that that it seems yeah. like that's the ongoing lament is like just fine. good luck getting to him dick sherman's like can't get them you got to call his people to ever have a conversation with them and you know, that's what it was uh dick sherman yeah. and marshawn lynch yeah. saying like i i don't know who would know how to even get in touch with the guy? That is, I guess, yeah. a little odd. Well, that's, I mean, to be fair, Dave, that is how we set up this podcast. I had to go through your people mm-hmm. to even get an appointment with <laughs> you know, to talk. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've had I, I, I've had to insulate myself after what happened, uh, the, the unspeakable yeah. events of the fantasy football draft when I was shown the yeah. door. I've, I now have to, I have to be a little more cautious about who I do business with and who, who I break bread with. So yeah. I appreciate you going through, jumping through those hoops. I had to, and, yeah, I just speak with Peyton Manning himself uh, of Omaha Productions to get through to yeah. you. We I'm talked to Manning to get yeah. to Dave. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I appreciate Peyton. He's got a lot on his plate right now. I appreciate him taking a minute out of his busy schedule to, to handle this booking. 
Yeah, yeah. Should we should we talk about that about Omaha? Are you are you able to to say what it's like to to work side by side with Peyton and Eli? I'll say this. Well, I mean, you know, we're dear friends now. Yeah. Um, first thing is that, like, I I don't. To me, people like to say, um, you know, we're we're more like this is this is um, you know we're not just co- co-workers. For me, it's like we're family now. Um, and, um, you know, I've, I've said that to them and I'm awaiting their response. Um, but, uh, I really, you know, I, I really am. And this predates Omaha, uh, and extra points and, 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 and that union to, you know, two huge, two of the most popular brands in sport, Omaha, Peyton and Eli and Damashek. You know, it's, it's a union that makes all the sense in the world. And the only thing in, in, yeah. now in hindsight, you think like, what took so long? Um, but I, I, what I love uh, most is, is Manning cast. I, I, it's, I find it deeply insightful about the experience. Who, what position would you rather get to get inside the head of? And you have at times yeah. too watching them. I, I love the play by play the access that they give you to the considerations on every play. And between the two of them, you hear it. I like when they have fun guests on, uh, and, and John Hamm does not count as a fun guest. Um, <laughs> he was on, but uh, I, I, fun guests, I say. Um, but when it's just the two of them and they're watching a game and they're like, I've, I've been looking at that, that, that DB just came in. And like, I mean, like, you know, they're going to go there. And like, I, I really like it when the ball, when, when the, when the center's at, like the, the considerations, yeah. like I say, there's a lot going on, in, and I know that's old news, but it is fascinating to hear in real time how it plays out, and they tick off those things. Like, here's what I'm thinking about right now in that in, in that moment, and they're discussed with everybody else on the field. Yeah, yeah is also probably look, got to catch that one. Uh, that went, ah, Peyton's always Peyton's always upset with the receivers or whoever else. I love it. Or the the 64 timeouts he did at the end of the <laughs> Seattle Denver game. That's that. That's, uh, there's is there is there a bigger indictment going? You know, it's like, you know, oh no, your father is not going to be angry. He's going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. um, the football version of that is Peyton wincing at you, like through the TV <laughs> on the manicast yeah. when he does like when he goes like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Oh, I don't know about that throw. He doesn't say it. He says it with it with, yeah. with just his expression. Yeah, you don't want to get that. No, and and you yeah, name drops too. Right, by Ham, on the Manning cast. Yeah, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham uh, name checked me. He humiliated me yeah. in uh, in a public forum. Did did you lose? Well, our friend Dave Damashek was a little upset by it. Yeah, you know who else was upset <laughs> by it? John Ham when he got the boot. He didn't like it either. So humiliation. <laughs> did you kick him out years ago or last no. year? No, no, no. Someone no. did I'm though, right? Yes, a guy. It was it was it was wonderful because it was this slender, like six foot three, hundred and thirty pound bald lawyer named Elliot. Um, and we were all waiting for Ham because he was not just starring in, but directing an episode of Mad Men. And as the rules state, we do not start the draft. You can't do the kick out until everybody is gathered for maximum humiliation. Mm-hmm. And Ham walks into the door at the time, at the height of the popularity of Mad Men, the most desired man on the planet earth and all of that. And he walks in and this bald schnook Elliot, like you're out ham. And the reaction was like, 
I mean, you can't actually kick me out of the league. I mean, he didn't say it again. It was very, the, the look said it all. Like, you're kicking me out. And when he had a chance at revenge, did he go after Blut? Did he go after this Elliot Blut? No, he didn't. Did he go mm. after the sports guy, Bill Simmons, who when I kicked him out, nay, Fred Lynn, Bill Simmons' favorite ball player growing up, the former Red Sox uh, center fielder, <laughs> of course, he uh, he kicked him out on my behalf. He, he, he did my bidding. Well done. Um, Fred Lynn did. Yeah. Um, and what did uh, Bill Simmons do? He went and formed his uh, an alternate fantasy league. Did he kick Simmons out for doing that? No. Wow. He went after, he went after this guy. For what? Wow. I'm a man of peace. That's slimy wow. behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that. It, do you think you're in the most famous fantasy? Fo- well, do you think you're in the most famous fantasy football league in the world? Past tense. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to re- I had to revise <laughs> my question there. You know what? Major League Baseball used to be America's pastime, too. Things change. That, that's a good point. I mean, good, good, great job. Great job. You killed the league. Great job. <laughs> you know, you yeah. That, this is the um, 1994 MLB strike. 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 Good. What, was you had a good laugh. You had a good laugh at uh, at Dave's expense. Good for you. You took the heart out of the league and you, and you stomped on it. Now it's just a bunch of Hollywood phonies in their mansions going back and forth between everybody. The man of the people, Damashek, now is sitting out on the curb. Do you guys want to start a fantasy league? <laughs> Oh, brother. That, yeah. Yes, we do. Um, do you want to talk a little Steelers? All right. Okay. We've gotten uh, one, I think, one full game out of Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Right? Together. Right. What are your, what's like your just immediate reaction to 60 minutes of Pickett? Um, you know, I, I, my initial reaction was I, I kind of, um, you know, not to self-validate, but the thing that I anticipated is exactly what he did as soon as he jumped into that Jets game a couple of few weeks ago, which was, even though he's the rookie, he was, he was more decisive um, with, with throwing the ball, letting it go for whatever reason. And there are all sorts of theories about that Trubisky had Matt Canada and, or Mike Tomlin or whomever in his ear, you know, saying like, don't throw the game away on us. And as I keep saying, Mike Tomlin's thing has always been, and it's a cool catchphrase and all of that, that the standard is the standard and next man up and everything else. But my theory is the Jenga theory that Mm. in football, you're going to lose pieces along the way the trick is to not lose the key piece because then the whole thing will implode well who's the jenga piece for the steelers other than tj watt defense dominant and i i I think it's you know i don't want to get too crazy about obviously most teams quarterback jenga theory does not include quarterbacks because every team's quarterback is is essential you would think not the broncos but anyway um but you know tj watt and and I try not to get too crazy about what happens in week one or in any 30 minute stretch of the season, but you know, look at week one. That's what Tomlin wanted to do all season long. What the Steelers defense did to Joe Burrow and the, and the bungles that remember how bad they looked. They, when TJ Watt is in the game, they can yeah. heat you up. They can dominate you defensively. They, they will get to you. And TJ Watt isn't just like, 
Aaron Donald dominant kind of a guy, like, boy, it's hard to run against the Rams or he'll get in the backfield and be disruptive. He turns you over, TJ Watt does. Like, he strips – it's weird. You can't depend on that, but you guys had the Von Miller experience. Yeah. It's similar to that. Like, literally will force turnovers in the game, jam you up into bad passes that sail on you a little bit or a tick too soon in the secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick is good enough that – that will turn into an interception, one more possession on a mediocre to bad offense. That was the premise of, of the season was winning games knuckleball style. But once TJ Watt went out, um, they needed to get more aggressive on offense. And Trubisky was not aggressive. Pickett was, but, you know, it's also funny. Mike Tomlin, as soon as Pickett got in there, became a little more aggressive too, going for it on hmm. fourth and short when he otherwise would have punted in similar situations when Trubisky was in there. Um, this is a very long answer about a guy who we've seen very little of. Um, I think, I think the cynicism about Pickett, given what you've already seen is, and you know, Pittsburgh based media asks this question or, or some people that are paying attention at least have said this. And it's hard to push back on like in two years, where does Kenny Pickett rank against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow? and Lamar Jackson and Zach Wilson and so on. And, it, you know, can you muster some honest, uh, the honest sense like, oh, yeah, he'll be a top three, four guy. Like, is he going to to drag the Steelers if they become mediocre? Um, is he going to drag them into playoff contention? Probably not. But I, I do think he's good enough given – it's why I also continually push back on everybody when the Steelers were one in four – um, and we'll do so if they get hammered by the Dolphins. Like the second half of the season, like it or not, they're going to reel off four or five or six wins because that's just what they do. The roster is too good. TJ Watt's going to come back. The roster is just too good. They're not built to, you know, people, a lot of, a lot of people who think that they're, that they're being good fans by announcing like, dude, you know what they need? They need to go like two and 15, dude. They got to bottom out. They got to bottom out and get like a top five pick and get a good left out. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The roster's too good. That's not a possibility. And Mike Tomlin is too good a coach for that to happen. Cam Hayward and those guys are just simply not going to play poorly enough over 17 games for, for the team to finish ahead of the Texans in the in the yeah. 2023 NFL draft. So you when, can when does that ever happen for the Steelers? When, it, when have they ever exactly. bottomed out? The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, fumbles not included. Uh, If you're going to look at a game coming up, I don't know, and my team is there, I would take the over on fumbles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Go do it. Are you? Did you do it? Come on. And use code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There's like there's a weird contingency, too, that I, I see on Twitter of uh, Steelers fans who are like dying to get rid of Mike Tomlin 
same with the Ravens with Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. I hope they realize, like, if either one of those guys ever get shown the door, we will hire them within the first 30 seconds. It's so true. And then the yeah. other side of that coin is, too, is like people love the idea. People love to float because it, it makes them feel important. It gives them gravitas to be cynical about whatever the subject is. And, tisk, blah, 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 you know, it's like whatever politician you want to see uh, felonious charges levied against, the cool answer is like, he's never going to see a day in jail. She'll never see a day in jail. Like to be above it all, to inoculate yourself from, from the pain to say before it happens, it's the same thing. I just had Dan Hanzoos from around the NFL on. And I said, teach me to be a football poor. You're a Jets fan. You know what it is. Like it's a, it, this is a consistent thing in your yeah. life. I don't know how to do it. How do you, yeah. how do I navigate my way through an NFL season when my team is irrelevant? And he gave me some good pointers, some do's and don'ts on doing that. Um, and so it's easy. So a, a, a great bit of cynicism is like, dude, they got fired Tomlin. Dude's overrated, dude. They hadn't won a no playoff game since uh, 2017. Dude, when's the last time? We can't, we, they can't, can't have like, okay, but you understand that would be one half of it. But then they, you, you understand they would need to hire somebody to yeah. replace him, right? <laughs> who, who, who you got in mind on that? Who, who do you think is the guy to fix what ails these Pittsburgh Steelers that Mike Tomlin has gotten wrong? It's just dumb. It, obviously, his track record. Dude, it don't matter if he's never had a losing season. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. That's a good, that's a good statistic in his favor. It is very good. It's hard to find uh, really good head coaches, and it's hard to find uh, really good quarterbacks. And you guys are just in the process of trying to figure out if you're going to find the next quarterback. It's like Kenny Pickett, like right now, like you're talking – is he going to get to the the stature of like where, you know, Allen, Mahomes, those guys is probably never, but like Mac Jones had a lot of success last year. And I think that's the kind of offense that Kenny Pickett can run efficient, efficiently where it's, did he like that he came in the Jets game? Did he have, does he have a full start or just two, like a two half starts? No, I thought he had a full start with like fifty plus fifty plus passes in that game, right? Well, the the game up in Buffalo, he was in there for every snap oh, in, right. in, in, in the humiliation up in yeah. Buffalo. Um, and yeah, he came in right. halfway through the Jets game and then got knocked out of uh, the most recent game against the Bucks. The thing he does that that's better than Mac Jones is that he is that he can put pressure on the defense with his legs. Mitchell Trubisky, by the way, can do the same thing. Um, and that's not a small matter. It's a, that Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson in his prime kind of, um, you know, kind of running threat. You don't design runs necessarily for them, but they'll burn yeah. you if you turn your back on third and nine. They'll they'll smoke you and just get to the chains. And, and that, you know, after the last few years with Roethlisberger having no ability to do that, this it, it, it feels awfully refreshing. It feels like a, a luxury, like, oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, they, 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 they turned around and they just ran for the first down. Nice and easy. Fresh set of downs there. That's something he has. He's hyper accurate, is picket. And like I say, he's aggressive. I mean, as much as you can assume what happens in college will also happen in the pros and that's a specious thing to try and apply to every kid who's 21 moving on to the well i think he's Kenny Pickett's 33 yeah. or whatever he is uh, like that. 33 34 is that uh, he's anyway, about russell wilson's age yeah he um 
he was never shy about pulling the trigger. And with the, you know, the personnel virtue, one of them for the Steelers is Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens. So you want somebody who's aggressive and is like, yeah, I have high-end talent, 50-50 passes um, all day long. I'm all for that. You know, like you need, if your defense can dominate, which you can't do if it doesn't have TJ Watt, but if you get to that point, a couple special plays over 60 minutes wins you games. You know, that's it. And by the way, the obsession with – here's my counsel to you where Russell Wilson is concerned. Um, If you can really make yourself crazy if you only watch the Broncos play and you can't believe how bad Russell Wilson is and all that and all the the stuff I've already said. But look around the league. Who is good? Josh Allen, you know? Yeah. the Giants and Jets are winning games, not because of either one of their quarterbacks. Those no. guys are there mm-hmm. and have, have been fine. But really, who's who's good? Tom Brady is is the GOAT, and he's been mediocre at best. Aaron Rodgers has been mediocre at best. I mean, the, what where's the where's the evidence that like Russell Wilson is is so bad because look at, at how well all the other quarterbacks are, are doing nobody is it's it's weird it's a weird season the for NFL quarterbacks yeah. yeah yeah for offense right like burrow stafford you can kind of throw them in there too yeah yeah, yeah you can go across the board who's good who what name brand qb besides again josh allen are, are you wild by so far yeah even like justin herbert i know he's he's hurt and he can put up a lot of yards but like we just watched it on Monday Night Football, how meaningless yeah. you know yards can be in a game. You had you know he threw it fifty-seven times without a touchdown, which Kyler Murray also did this year. But last guy to do that was like Brett Favre in two thousand four. So as easy it is as it is to usually throw in the NFL for whatever reason, this year it's not. And I don't know enough about how deep so, it's so like too high safety thing that has just like totally ruined fantasy football for everyone. Everybody keeps saying that maybe that's true because the uh, you know the the rabbit of NFL offenses yeah. was was the Kansas City Chiefs and copycat. Let's try to do that and as much as we can um, follow their lead. I mean, they had the fastest guy in the history of the NFL running streaks, and he was unstoppable doing it. Plus Travis Kelsey, so you can't really just let's do what the Chiefs did. Um, but as much as you could. So if you can take that away from that offense, then we can apply that same thing and force teams to go 11 yards at a time down the field. They have to have 10 yard drives to score. I asked Jeff Schwartz, this name drop, big name drop. Um, oh, we love and, him. uh, uh, he, uh, oh yeah. He's a, he's an arch nemesis of, uh, yeah. uh, of Broncos fans. eh? big time. Yeah. I would say so. He, I asked brother? him. Mitchell's brother, right? Yeah, yeah. I asked him. I said, "What would what, your because because I'm down on the Chiefs. I'm I'm less impressed than everybody else's." And and he is a sincere Chiefs fan, and will argue with me on text message or otherwise, and say, "You're crazy. You're embarrassing yourselves by saying that yourself by saying the Chargers are going to beat them. Chargers are going to win the division, by the way, because as you say, it's not just uh, Justin Herbert. They're playing without Keenan Allen." And Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater, three of their what six or eight best players, and they're four yeah. and two. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but I as he said, it's straight up practice time. They don't practice nearly as much as they did five years ago. I don't know if that's a satisfying answer, but that was his. He said that just the offensive lines aren't getting enough reps together, so they're they're uncomfortable with what to do, and as a result, they're getting overrun by the pass rush. And there are maybe there is like the obsession with. 
edge rushers and everything else. Like 10, 15 years ago, the Steelers were basically drafting against themselves. People are like, that guy, that pass rusher, it's kind of a tweener. We don't know what we would do with that guy. And I like the Steelers would be like, we want all those guys that will be the stand-up edge rusher for us. Now everybody does that. Everybody's got those hyper-athletic guys that are six foot four and nightmares bearing down on your QB. And maybe they're, you know, they're just out pedigreeing the 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 fat slobs that are trying to stop them from getting to the QB. I'm glad I'm glad someone took the side of the Los Angeles Chargers finally. In NFL <laughs> I, well, media. I'm sticking with them. Why are you being sarcastic? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> why are people why are there people getting too crazy about the Chargers? They, we have this theory that uh, <laughs> the NFL wants the Chargers to be good, and they're yeah. they're the darlings every off season, and then they just find ways to disappoint, and they never they never get they never get trashed for disappointing. Hmm. Uh, and also, as Broncos fans, with we Russell Wilson, we're really feeling the heat this year in terms of criticism. <laughs> so yeah. we're uh, we're yeah. trying to deflect it to other teams in the division who we don't think get enough uh I, I love specific fan-based um controversies like this like they're mm -hmm. against us i like the idea that the refs are just patently against certain teams according to oh, some yeah. fans yeah you know, i think like that's every fan and yeah. the announcers too yeah the announcers <laughs> that's, a, that's my old man in pittsburgh bob trumpy was a tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. So my old yeah. man, when uh, when Trumpy and Don Cricky would call the old Steelers games, my old man just he, like he couldn't sit still watching the Steelers on the road. He's like, "Game stay away. Trumpy's in the bag for for the Bengals. This isn't fair to the Steelers." <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. If he, my, does he really yeah, my, care that much? But that, it's that's so true. My uh, my dad went to whatever it was Super Bowl twenty one in Pasadena, where Phil Sims was like you know, mm -hmm. 50 of 50 against the Broncos. And he would do so many Broncos games for, you know, 20 years on CBS every time. Fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 like they just, they dads don't let, uh, I mean, that'll, that's, that'll probably be me in, you know, 25 years when Patrick Mahomes is doing uh, CBS and he's finally taken over for Tony Romo. But man, I, I love that about dads. Yeah, yeah I love those. Yeah, you get a lot of ones. And I'm starting to get into this place in life, too, where I feel like there are decades long trends that exist that a 23 year old player couldn't possibly know or certainly not care about. But I'm like my old man, I, I, I you know, I'm a product of, of him. So um, I guess I, that, that's my excuse. But like he's my whole life, like the 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 year of the Lord, 2022 will tell me like the Red Sox lost in Baltimore. will be like, what else is new? The, the, the Red Sox is a Red Sox <laughs> yeah. guy. Like Red Sox never win in Baltimore. Never, never, never been able to are win. You sure? Baltimore. Like, in 1968, are you, I mean, like, is it, is it applicable now though? Like, do you, is that, is that, is Chris Sale worried about that? Like you're starting me in Baltimore. That's an automatic L come on. It's a contract year skipper. Like, I don't, I don't know that that math works. It, out. It's like it's kind of like, um, and if you ask, like your father or you know, really any anyone over the age of sixty, say, um, their their music tastes stop at a certain point. Mm. They there is a point in time, 
And I know for my dad, it was like right when the last Cars album came out, <laughs> where you just <laughs> stop consuming new music and your brain stops and you, you have enough cataloged and you said, you know what? I'm good. I'm never going to listen to new music again. And it's like that kind of for sports, like for just absorbing in new information. Boy, that is so true that, right. It's like at some point you're like, you let yourself off the hook of like, yeah. I don't like, you'll be like, well, you know, who, 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 yeah, I like the, like, like when that receiver, I can't, I don't know what his name is. I, I like when he did that, like, you're like, it's Deontay Johnson. Yeah. You know I mean, he's, been on the, he's, like, he's like, I don't know their names anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know what their names are anymore. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I no longer have to maintain that level of knowledge about it. I, I, I've earned the right to, for them all to be anonymous people at this point. It's yeah. funny you say that thing about the music, though, because I declared just a couple of years ago exactly what you just said. I made a public <laughs> statement that I am Press not taking, any, uh, taking on any new bands. I have <laughs> enough now. My, 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 you know, I'm all set up on Spotify. I'm good uh -huh. now. Like I have, I have more than enough music to keep me warm for the rest of my days. What am I, I'm going to take on new bands now. Come on. It's, it's enough already. Will we have, uh, you know, we have our built to spill. That's we do. A lot. He, he keeps we do. putting out new albums. What'd you think of the new one? I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, um, I saw him a few months ago when they were mm -hmm. down the street from me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go see him again. I think in San Francisco coming up soon. Um, but yeah, no, it's like you have 20, you have a catalog of 20 years. It's like that. You're exactly right. It's enough to keep us warm. My, my dad did the opposite. Like when I was in like early twenties, he was listening to the music like I was listening to. And I, because I started listening to old music, like all of the sixties and seventies rock, he started listening to newer music and he's like, I've heard all that other shit so much. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. He's like, I've maxed out the amount of times I can hear the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or the Beatles. Mm. Like, I, So he was just like listening to uh, like uh, cool. Jack White and Green Day and like going through those catalogs. So he kind of bucked the trend there a little bit. As we get some distance, it's a funny thing that happens uh, it, over the course of my lifetime. Like the last decade um becomes a punchline like can you believe how like there was a period where the 70s were the punchline yeah like, look at how people dressed and oh the music was so terrible back then and all that disco and everything but then you but then uh it's like actually i would kind of like to wear pants like that with the with the or whatever and boy you know what um the 70s as it happens had a ton of great music and then the 80s become the punchline it's a fashion kind of dictates that too that's one i want to i want to start a movement i'm not trying to kill an industry i know people are looking for jobs all over but why do we have to abide by that's the other one you get to a certain age it's a it's a big question as a guy yeah is like Oh, wide leg jeans are back in now. Like, but I thought I thought skinnier jeans were all the rage. And I like I have all I have the narrower pant cut or whatever. And like, oh no, now 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 we're back to the other ones. Like, well, screw. I'm done. Count me out. I, I, I yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. I, I've done enough changes to the wardrobe to be hip and now. And also, isn't it a little creepy to be a guy of a certain age who is with all the yeah, latest yeah. fashion trends? You don't that. want to be that guy. No, you don't like it's pathetic at a certain point to like be, uh, you know, a father 
of like teenage kids listening to the same music as them like what the hell are you doing it's like and fashion too fashion might be even more damning like uh <laughs> you you don't you come off like like don Cheadle and boogie nights like yeah that's always right always going that's through right. the different phases it's like my favorite my favorite of those kid. I was what what started this all was I I made a joke about corn about your old man listening to the music you were listening to, yeah. And I think one we can agree that, and, but who knows? Maybe ten years from now we'll we'll have a newfound uh, affection for it. But that's the worst stretch of music: hair band music, Poison yeah. and White Line and all that was the worst. But corn well, that now is not as obnoxious as Limp Bizkit and corn and all of that. Fair is that the worst brand Ooh, of music? Um, New metal is that the worst thing that like Kid has Rock. become popular? Yeah, Kid Rock, all that. That's the worst yeah. music trend of my life. I yeah, I mean, I live. Yeah, that was prime. Probably. I was in that prime. You were into it though. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like I, it was like a transition in sixth grade where I went from. Listening, well, I like I liked the offspring. That was like the first band that I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is music that's different. But sixth grade started skateboarding, and I thought like White Zombie, Marilyn Manson, corn is what I had to listen to. Hmm. And I just listened to it because like that's what the other kids were listening to. And then after a while, I was like, I don't like corn, I don't like white zombie, I don't like Marilyn Manson. I got into like classic rock. And so, like, hmm. I transitioned from that to Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, and Alice Cooper. It's like a weird transition. But I had those CDs, but I remember throwing one of those CDs into a lake. I was like, I don't need this anymore. We were on a boat. <laughs> like, I'm never going to listen to Corn again and just got rid of it. But it was bad. And then Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock, and all of that came after. And I was at, like, a new school. And I thought that the kids there weren't as cool as my old friends. And since they like that music, I was like, nah, this music's not good. <laughs> so I think I can also let you off the hook. Sixth grade, you're very impressionable. You're just following yeah. the path. Yeah, but no, so that's like, okay. But no, like it was it was a lot of bad music. They're like hmm. uh you remember there's a band Power Man five thousand. Do you remember them? <laughs> that rings <laughs> a like bell, that. actually. And then you could like people still like Lincoln Park though. Does Lincoln Park transcend that group? they were in there a little bit are they better it's right on the edge i i certainly was never into them i don't think they were as offensive as those other ones and they all felt like they came off of that's that's a good north star in life it's like the og is usually okay and then every iteration after it gets a little more vanilla and a little worse or you know more obnoxious maybe too like i feel like the the great rage against the machine sort of launched all those other bands and it was like what the hell are you doing the, the, the rage is great the rest of these are are abject junk like russell wilson i'm sorry i don't know why i don't know why we were having a nice talk we weren't worrying about our football teams and then well, i had to do that that's a good way to circle it back around as we close out well here. done well done that was uh the smoothest segue i think i've ever seen mm, thank you <laughs> Remember, segways? Who would Russell Wilson be if he were a musical artist? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I like that. Um, well, oh, I mean, the easy one is uh, he'd be, you know, singing in uh, in front of, you know, one of those mega churches. Like he'd be doing like, it w- he wouldn't be doing uh, the standards. 
um he would be doing like that the hipper like kind of rocking christian be creed. Rock you're basically thing. saying he's creed <laughs> I got a relationship <laughs> with the Lord. I'm spending Saturday night with Jesus. You know, like that, something like that, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Is that a title for the podcast, which, uh, like, Russell Wilson is this musical artist? What do you think, Brandon? <laughs> I'm, I think the title is, like, is our quarterback's good. <laughs> our I mean, I, I think in that vein, like, has Russell Wilson ever smoked a cigarette? No, no, of course not. Oh, he needs to do ayahuasca. That's the answer to Russell Wilson's problems. You're, I, I would, I would advocate for that. Where would we be in the copycat league if Russell, if Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he won the last two MVPs, but what if he was on like a historic pace right now? Would it be yeah. like, well, now you, hey, Kenny Pickett, ayahuasca, pal? Yeah, I think Aaron. I think Russell Wilson needs to open up his mind some to some new possibilities. I, I, I mean, we solved it. We solved the problem here today, Will. It's drugs. The answer is drugs. <laughs> Smoking is cool, says yeah. John Ham, and drugs will fix your quarterback. They don't teach you that at school. It's always just say no. Uh, they never think about like the mind-altering um, substances just totally, you know, turning you into uh, from an MVP into a three and three quarterback. So if That's we right. could just get, so we could get Russ. On ayahuasca and some yeah. limp biscuit in his ears. Right yeah, his get him, yeah. If we can get him listening to oh to break God. stuff before mm-hmm. he he heads out there. Yeah. What? Right. Really quick. What did you think about the Woodstock '99? Did you watch either of those? Uh, I watched the first one, not the one that was people went yeah. gaga for a month or two ago. I I only like I say saw the first one. I it was like um, I I it definitely has uh freshened up my distaste for that music you know uh i i, I was reminded like oh my god like the headliner was limp biscuit fred durst was like that's it rise of ass i love this band i'm gonna travel i'll camp out for a couple nights because limp is playing like ugh. Like, like what do you expect on one level to happen when you get i the was there gathering in uh, you know, Fred Durst fanatics. I was, I listen, I was living in Chicago at the height of like, uh, um, uh, now I I'm so dumb. Lollapalooza. Yeah. Uh, and you know, whatever the band was on the stage at any given time when it would be rage or, or whoever it was like, I never understood the people that wanted to get into a circle and, and fight with each other. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. What, what in the hell? What in the hell are you doing? And then when I see that at the Woodstock 99 stuff, I, I like, like you said, Will, like what, what was the logical conclusion to this? Yeah. The, in the, you know, the original Woodstock, they're all burning tree and, uh, and, and shrooman or, yeah. or otherwise they're not predisposed to beat each other up. These people are going to the show, taking their shirts off and intentionally getting into fights with each other. I think, I think, uh, we should have seen that one coming. Yeah. And you have like, you know, 69, you have who like Hendrix and, and Buffalo Springfield and, you know, uh, Crosby out there. And it's like, okay, you go from that to kid rock. Hey Santana, you're getting a little too hot for our crowd. You're getting a little. Can, can you play some little down tempo? People getting anxious in the crowd. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, and that, that's hilarious too. They just tossed Jewel in the middle of that. Oh yeah, whole <laughs> set list. And now you go out there, Jewel. What? Yeah. <laughs> go calm him down, His Jewel. Hands are small, I know. <laughs> We're not relating, Jewel. True. All right. Well, good on time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cast, what do you, what I, think. You, you... I think Brandon froze on us. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell if somebody froze there or not. I yeah. Brandon froze. Yeah, that was a weird way to try to leave. <laughs> try to end the show. Everybody freezes. That's one like way to do it. Russell Wilson trying to go through his progressions. We just froze and made the wrong decision. Okay. Dave, where can everybody find your podcasts? Do you, did I have to go to Peyton Manning's house to listen? Yeah. It's best to check in with him for if you want to know the yeah. weekly schedule of when mm -hmm. minus three is released. Peyton will have that information for you. If you right. just check in with him, he's happy to do it. Um, otherwise, you know where you find good podcasts? Mine is also there. Um, yeah. Anywhere you find podcasts, minus three twice a week. We do it on Mondays and Thursdays. Extra points with Cousin Sal. Um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I do um, a live on Spotify live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. We do Mr. Lister. It's our sports trivia show, category-based. I give you a category. People go back and forth until one runs out of answers. Things like members of... The world champion Super Bowl 32 starters on offense for the Denver Broncos. Go back and forth. That kind of John Elwood, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp. No, no, you have Naylor, to, no, that's not how it works. No, that's not how it works. No, that's not how it works. You have to say one. Oh, and I say the sorry, other. Sorry, I just gave all the gave away all the answers. Jesus Christ, man! Dang, I'll you be did, so good. You do the offensive line. Brian uh, Habib. Oh, Naylan, Habib. You're not supposed God. to do the like the good answers first. Though, Zimmer, right? no, Naylan wasn't there. That was Zimmerman. That was Gary Zimmerman. Thirty. Yeah, Naylan was. Naylan was. They played different positions. Naylan was a center. Oh, Zimmerman was tackle. That's right. Yeah. I have a cold. I can't think straight. I loved it. My final deed on this show was to was to remind you to that you're very much in love and what brought you together yeah. was the Denver Broncos. Don't let this tepid start to the season drive a wedge between what you have because it transcends 2022. It's eternal <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's it's. It I'm glad you said that. Um, in a cruel twist of fate, it's like bizarrely been great for our channel too. So That's the way. That's the way. Misery. Yeah. Great, Best right. numbers ever thanks to misery. Hmm. All right. <laughs> the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of DNFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, probably fumbles, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win if they don't fumble and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Fumbles not included. Uh, if you're going to look at a game coming up, I don't know, and my team is there, I would take the over on fumbles. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Go do it. Are you, did you do it? 
Come on. And use code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.